0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 123 of the Revivor Cell podcast. Here we go.
1: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try?
0: Episode one hundred twenty-three. So um, yeah, hope everyone's good. Hope you're all well. Getting some good feedback from the last show with Calvin which which is a great episode, and actually all the episodes recently. I mean, we've been getting some good feedback, which is which is great. People are still commenting on the episodes from Nico Becker as well and uh, Stevie uh, Wright. So that's epic. So glad you're enjoying them. And um, if you can, guys, get it, get this out to as many people as you can. You know. Like, comment, share it with people because I know this information is going to help so many people's lives out there. So many people are struggling with different things. Um, and we've got a, a, a good show today. Just before we uh, get on to that, I just want to say, as always, if you head over to www.reviveyourself.co and you click on our shop, which is actually going to be getting revamped, soon. I'm going to make it a lot more user-friendly for you guys. But we still have got high, or the highest quality supplements on the planet there, Um. If you're looking for anything under the evolution organics banner, the FinCE Clinic banner, so many high quality things. Especially if you're looking for, I mean, we've got the Living Fuel Super Berry and Super Green, which is the best all round product on the market, bar none. Uh, Two scoops of that is the equivalent of $260 worth of organic produce. Uh, It's phenomenal. Um, And we've got also, you know, all the other tinctures and, 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 and things that boost your immune system help to repopulate your gut um we're getting and um, we've actually got some really exciting affiliate links as well coming up obviously i do get a little bit of commission for every time you guys have been for it but one it helps us just with the show and two it's just because i i just want to get this stuff out to you it's the best stuff on the market and most people don't even know where to look and if even if they did type it in google for quality stuff now you know the algorithms are making it so they they, um, you don't see some things if you just realise that Google has become um, actually in cahoots of a pharmaceutical company. There's lots of natural products um, and organic foods, etc. They they won't even be shown anymore. They're saying it's all nonsense. It's because they're in bed with these companies. And you know, I'm actually stopping using Google. I'm actually starting to use uh, Ecosa and for every so many hits they get on their site as a search engine they actually plant trees they're very very green orientated Um, and also yeah if you head on over to wizardry.com and you buy the essential oils you get 10% off with the code REVIVE in small letters and if you're looking for some blue blocking glasses for the evening so you can get to sleep if you head on over to blueblocks.com that's b-l-u-b-l-o-x.com and you put in the code REVIVE, you'll get 10% off of your blue blocking glasses there. And um, we actually work on getting them both on our site as we speak. Um, otherwise, yeah, we've got our whole house filtration systems at www.reviveyourself.co on our shop. There are one, two, three or four bedded houses, whatever you want, soft or hard water. These are the best filtration systems I've found on the market. Um, coming from Aquatea, they get 99.9% of all nasties out, which is phenomenal. And also we've got our electromagnetic frequency blocking devices from um, Ares Tech down the bottom too, even upgraded it to have their ones that stop 5G. And anyone who's done any research into 5G, no matter what the mainstream Tell you because they've been paid to tell you the research is out, it's been out for 3G and for 4G too. But 5G, instead of being megahertz, is actually gigahertz, it's more powerful to the power of hundred. It's gonna they're trying to get it in every classroom in every car, they want the cars to speed to each other. This stuff is deadly, and you don't want this near you. Um it's gonna be doing stuff to us at a molecular uh, DNA level and the molecular damage that. <laughs> you know, it's just, I mean, the armies have been using this sort of technology for years to try and, um, well, to infiltrate the enemy and just to scatter their thoughts, scatter their um, scatter their energy, and this is not good news. So Ares Tech have got uh, a electromagnetic blocking devices and blocks 5G as well. I'm actually trying to get one of their guys onto the show as soon as possible so we can dig deep into their research. But anyway, on to today's show, we have got Warren Williams back on the show and we're talking all about, well actually we talk about a few things, one of the things that we talk about is gender, we go deep into this, this whole thing about Facebook having 76 genders which is from my point of view absolute nonsense, it's only two genders, um, mostly the spectrum but two genders. And we also talk about corporate wellness, which is uh, interesting. So without further ado, here's Warren. Enjoy. And I'll see you on the other side.
1: I not very strong, so it might break up.
0: Okay. So you, you wanted to make sure that our our chat got the full coverage it deserved.
1: Mm. <clears throat> yeah, it was given it's just you.
0: Given it's just me. Yes, that's right. That's fair enough. It's um, very nice of you, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a weirdo.
1: Um <clears throat> I'm in good I'm in good company.
0: Well uh, you are you, yeah, it takes one to know one and all that. It's very very mm. true. Um but you you've you've been a coach you have your, like yesterday do you, you had the H C L One, did you? Course
1: No, um I was in Leicester doing a um presentation um to um a corporate company um Taylor Wimpy. Okay. Uh, house builders. So, I was doing a, a presentation. Um, so that was the whole day because I had to drive up to to Leicester and um deliver a, a three hour keynote um, presentation at their half year um meeting. So, that was cool because there's about 150 people there, yeah, and they have 5,000 staff. So, they're basically trying to introduce um wellness into workplace, as you know, a lot of people are trying to do nowadays moving into wellness because they understand productivity suffers when people are sick.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. And what did your, uh, did you just cover the basics? Dear? Is that what, is it like a talk you give, a, is it quite not like a talk you give quite a lot or something you put up this for them?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, it's something I've done a few times. It was, um, what we call, um, why I called it, um, wellness or work life balance in the workplace, um, but I'm um, sorry, I termed it work-life integration in the workplace. Something I'd heard from Tony Robbins some years ago, um, that he said it's not really work-life balance because that still means you work and then you have a life afterwards. It should really be work-life integration where you're able to live a well life whilst working as opposed to after you finish work.
0: Oh, so yeah. it's
1: work-life integration, yeah.
0: And most people is work life balance is not balanced right so it makes sense. Mm. Um it's the work life integration. These companies, are mm. they are they I mean, do they just give it lip service or are they actually like keen to maybe give people like a fifteen minute nap in the afternoon, get yoga going, get things like meditation going, have good foods on their menus, like have exercise regimes or, or is it just people just like like the whole sort of I feel like gay pride parade, everyone just jumps on the and no one actually Cares
1: mm. that much it's just about mobile posturing yeah well the, the guy that um the managing director that contacted me he's actually a very advocate big advocate of paul check so um he reached out to me um and um he's read how to eat move and be healthy and um he's massively into the four doctors so, like when i spoke to him on the phone he had a great knowledge of um Paul and the four doctor systems so he's highly motivated to to bring actions into the workplace as opposed to just give people knowledge like you said it's like when people um go to church six days of the week they're just doing whatever they want and then they think well I go to church on on Sunday for a couple of hours and I'm 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 righteous or I'm spiritual and but like you said, it's just lip service, but they're not actually doing the actions in the week. Um, so yeah, there are definitely companies that like that, but because of his energy um, and the, the fact that the CEO really wants um, to push wellness in the workplace and to actually help um, improve wellness in the company, it's being pushed from high up. It's just that uh, the people are high up in that company really want it to happen. It's now just about getting the, workers to add it into their lifestyles so i mean and and as a note there was um two people in the audience and the managing director told me beforehand just to be aware that there were two people in the audience that actually had um, cancer so um there's quite a few people that had vested interest in wanting to be well so i just really had to give them really practical things that they could do such as as you said um taking what we call peace points which is like a one or two minutes break every hour where you just sit there and you just breathe for a, a minute or two, which is something that everyone can do. And, um, things like if you're at work and you're going to have an hour break and there's a park five minutes down the road, just walk to the park. You're still on your break but now you're getting outside or rather than seeking uh, sugar drinks, um, just have electrolytes, have a coconut water or something like that. Um, so I was trying to give them really simple things and things that they'd have to have um, an excuse as to why they can't do it as opposed to a reason. Um, and excuses are just that. Excuses, they're not reasons, they're just not good enough. So, yeah, so, I mean, it went down well. They, Everybody really liked it. So what we're going to do is um, look at, how we can start implementing it. So I've got some ideas about how we can do monthly things where we kind of, oh, and I got them all to fill out questionnaires, uh, dietary questionnaires and um, food intolerance forms um, at the start. And I asked, I actually interacted with them and at the end, of every section of the four doctors, I, I asked them questions and they all got the answers like how often, how many times does the average person in the Western world chew their food and they were all getting the answers right. I said, list five fruits that are yellow and, so, they were paying attention because they were giving me back the right answers, so it sounds like they were all kind of on board, so that's that's quite good to see that a lot of companies are moving forward with ing- integrating wellness.
0: Oh how many times does the average person chew their food two, three times? Yes, four to eight times per
1: mouthful, yeah,
0: okay, yeah. and we should be chewing it into a paste, right? so the day where drink your food and chew your water,
1: yeah, liquefied, yeah, so typically it's about between you yeah, about thirty, but um. The African Maasai tribe are known to um, chew their food 100 times per mouthful.
0: That's a lot. I say it's a, it a lot. Of it. if you, if you, when you actually start chewing your food properly, mm. you, your jaw really starts to wake.
1: Yeah, yeah, it can do, especially if you're not used to using it to that degree. Um, and funnily, funnily enough, you'll start to realise how long it does take to eat. Yeah, well, it's rushing when you have to eat food slowly. You would how much time you have to devote to the process of eating.
0: Well, that was one of the things I was going to say to you as well. Like, in the, one of the things to implement would be like, you say, get up and, and go for a walk. That's really important. Or just not eating your food at your desk, not eating in a rush, like taking your time to not be staring at a screen while you're eating. All these little things all add up, right? You know, these little things add up. You said like breathing and getting away from your desk, going out in nature. Maybe it's interesting, like you said, yeah, it make it's. It's the thing that really really puzzles me, you know, like you get, this is why companies like Google and stuff, much, much as I'm not a fan of Google for certain reasons. Um, like they have like nap pods where you can go and have 10, 15 minute nap. Cause are got to have a 10, 15 minute nap. Your productivity can go through the roof. Like mm. they've, they've shown that 75% of work is done um, between the hours of nine and 12 and only 25% get done like from one to five. Oh wow. And that's because like, obviously people are, after lunch, they come down. They're a bit tired. They have energy, yeah. energy slump. And so, if you give someone ten fifteen minute nap, they're gonna be mm-hmm. so much more productive than sitting mm-hmm. there fighting away the the, the like sleep. You know, fighting away the <laughs> fighting away their energy. Like when they're just trying to, at the desk. You see people sit there, falling asleep almost, like yeah. trying to hide it. Um, yeah, yeah. Give them ten fifteen minutes nap, and they'll be they'll be. Um, well, I don't know if you've seen that thing that Ben Greenfield was talking about um, from Newcom. It's a new technology. Have you heard of it? Newcom? No, I haven't. It's a so it's a biohacking device in certain sorts but it allows the brain. What it does is the device um, so you put GABA on your neck and you put this device on and it gives you three hours of sleep in 20 minutes. Um, okay. And it's um, and the, the, the technology behind it the scientists behind it has made it where they're Whereas things like brain FM and certain other things, they can get you into that sort of state, they become less effective over time because the brain gets used to these patterns. Mm. Um, but this new kind of device, is, the guys designed it, so it is never the same pattern, so the brain can never pick it up. Mm. Never, can never get used to it, which is really interesting. But that's for really useful for people that maybe are on planes or don't get enough sleep. It's, it's key. Mm. But most people, I feel like, would hugely benefit from from naps throughout the day. Um, it would really boost them.
1: Yeah, and then the other thing about work and productivity and hours, putting in hours is this whole thing about nowadays, a lot of companies actually have beds in the workplace so Mm. that people can actually just stay at work and sleep and wake up and then they're still at work. That's mad. There's just no reset because they're so focused on putting in hours to get a result, which is financial gain as opposed to life gain. And so, when do you actually have a true life-work balance? You don't, because life is work. And as we both know about that saying, how people sacrifice their health for their wealth, and in the last few years of their, or last six months of their life, they sacrifice their health. Sorry, their wealth for their health. Uh, Paul, Paul Check, our good buddy, Paul Czech was saying recently that um, what he found in the study was that. In, like, people that are in, in the um, death ward, as we call it, terminal ward, um, that when they are at death's door or have been told that, yeah, there's not much chance left, and maybe in the last five days of their life, that they typically spend uh, 500,000 pounds in the last five days of their life trying to survive and they leave their family, their loved ones, bankrupt trying to survive, and a lot of that is through experimental um, procedures, because they're so desperate to um, live, because they've obviously had lots lots of bad choices, I mean not all of them, some of them might have been hit by a truck or some. but for the most part, um, and a lot of it is just um, them neglecting their own well-being, and then reflecting on that by trying to throw as much money as they can, and ultimately, they mostly die but they've left their family bankrupt in those last five days. They're spending more in the last five days than in their whole lifetime. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, um, it's something that you said. I was going talk about it, with, with Nick, Nico a few podcasts ago. I was talking a bit about like what is success to you? Is it loads of money and poor posture and bad health and terrible skin and and a big house and the big car, but like no relationship with your kids, no relationship with anyone else? Always success, you know, having. A, a balance throughout your life you know enjoying the job that you do even if you're not a millionaire um, being able to go outside when you want eating good food having good posture having a good body you know I mean what is success it's like in western or at least our country like us in America America's even worse than our over here like America you are your job like people literally identify mm-hmm. their job they work themselves to the bone it's like I've a badge of honour to be tired and burnt out and it's like yeah. for me sometimes I look at how successful I want this monetary stuff, monetary stuff and I understand that everyone wants ideally I want to have my work uh, station set up so I've got everything there and and it'll come and it will come but it's like what sometimes I can get up in the morning and I go for a walk for a couple of hours people can't do that you know that's success you know being able to just take Mm. a morning off or Mm. being able to to work from work from the the, the beach or whatever you know It's, it's a it's a huge thing in terms of people need to see what is success and I think a lot of the times people's success isn't even what they think success is they just follow societies or what their parents feel like success should be you know people become mm. doctors or certain professions because their parents wanted them to be Um mm. it's a huge problem right
1: yeah i mean the saying that encapsulates that is i'm sure we've said this before um success is getting what you want happiness is wanting what you get
0: yes yeah, so that's a really good that's a really good uh quote you know i think who 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 put who that out
1: I can't remember. Um, I can get you the quote at some point when you post it. Success is one thing. Success is getting what you want. Happiness is wanting what you get.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get it.
1: There's so many people that they can get. I mean, like when you look at a lot of these people that talk about hustling, um, just hustling, and if you're not successful, you're not working hard enough. That is not correct because they're basically imploring you to not sleep. Yeah. And um, oh, just something I was saying to the guys in Leicester the other day as well was that I don't know if you've seen the interview of Schwarzenegger did um, within the last year and it's called the speech that broke the internet. And he was talking about being productive and success and obviously um, Schwarzenegger is very successful man, not just from movies but from yeah, life. Yeah, God. yeah, um, yeah. Exactly, life. And he said, um, he was like, you know, if you if you sleep nine, if you sleep nine hours, sleep faster. <laughs> and it was funny, you know. He was like saying sleep fast, which meant don't sleep nine hours.
0: Mm.
1: You know, sleep faster, maybe sleep five hours, so you can become more productive. And I, in essence, I understood what he meant, but it's obviously wrong because
0: I get it. Yeah, Gary Vee says the same yeah, thing as yeah. well. Exactly, I Gary,
1: look, one of I the people look, I was referring to. With well, I
0: look, I look yeah. at Gary Vee and I'm like, you don't look well, mate.
1: Mm. Yeah, he's 100 miles an hour as well.
0: So Schwarzenegger was saying, uh, so Schwarzenegger was saying that in, in his speech to break the internet, like I bet, and everyone sort of jumps on board thinking, well, "This yeah. is what I've got to do."
1: Yeah, I've got to sacrifice my life for my money and yeah as they say richest man in the graveyard new steve jobs so many people say i'd love his money but would you love to live 54 years only like he did
0: yeah that's the other <laughs> thing as well yeah. the, all the money in the world couldn't save him right
1: yeah exactly it's uh, god
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, that's it's <laughs> true all the money in the world couldn't save him so you're like what what do you do and I ideally you want you want to be, to have have it. the people that do it the best are the ones that have it all. They're certain success leaves clues in many ways, you know. Have a mm. successful business where you're enjoying life and doing stuff. And I think it's just people have been sold this thing that you have to be in the rat race. I, I put a quote up the other day. It's like the problem with being in the rat race uh, is that you're always going to be a rat. You know mm. what I mean? It's like run, no, sorry, the problem with running the rat race is you're always going to be a rat. It's like run your own race. And that's the mm. thing, there's lots of people out there, especially in today's day and age, so you don't have to do it. And if you are working for one of those businesses like you went to, there's certain things that you can do. You know, you, you, you can get up early, you can do some journaling, meditation. When you're mm. at work, you can get up every hour, go for a walk around or go and breathe outside. People take fag breaks, you can go outside and, and have some fresh air instead. Um, you can have your own food, you don't have to eat in the canteen. If you have got the canteen, you can make healthy options. You can start to, like, in the evening, make sure you're, you're moving. I mean, there's lots of things you can do. You can get a stand-up mm. desk or you can get a bossy ball at your desk if you're sitting down a long period of time. It's just like, um, there's lots of things you can do. Um, mm. It just means you've got to break out break out of the mould that most mm. people are in. Um, yeah. I mean, workplace is becoming, like, probably more, a harder place to, na- to navigate, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, just with all of the technology at workplaces my gosh you just walk into a normal office it's saturation with um, so much electromagnetic frequencies is poisoning us at a cellular level so if you work in an office it's just that's gonna um, impede your life force and your longevity in life far more effectively um, making your life short just because you're constantly around radiation and electromagnetic radiation. So fortunately for people like me and yourself, it's Something we can escape. We don't have to work in offices and we can get out and have more fresh air and all that sort of stuff So I suppose some people Listen to this will say well, I don't have that option. What well, do you do? You're just saying that you don't because you can be 60 and you can run you can change what you do and create your own business There are so many people that do it. I remember I read a story Years, years ago um, about this lady because um, people always think that they can't they always tell themselves why they can't do something rather than why they can and there was this lady who um, was born with no arms and no legs and she raised um, between it's either three or four children single handedly and pardon the pun because obviously she didn't have hands um, but you know, raised three or four children by herself and had her own business, a successful clothing business um, that she set up and she had no arms or legs and they had videos of her um, driving her children to school and stuff and she had a modified car that allowed her to be able to, because she had little stubs for legs and arms and allowed her to be able to drive her children to school and she was sewing, using her mouth to make make the clothes and stuff and she was able to support three or four children and some people could say oh well she's amazing I'm, I'm not again it's the story you're telling yourself she's probably the worst example you can use for or sorry the best example you can use for an excuse as to why you can't do something but yet, she did
0: mm. i always say there's no extraordinary people there's just ordinary people that do extraordinary things yeah and, and that's just like it's so like i put that post out the other day it's like that poem you know Playing, it's not the plain small. That um, it's the, the, the speech, uh, that speech. Uh, that It's like the, the thing that scares us the most is that we're powerful beyond belief. But being yeah. in your comfort zone, saying as well, people get very comfortable when you're in comfort zone. You know, it's either. I tell you, Robins talks a lot about this as well. It's like a mindset. It's a, a, a shifting your mindset, or and and uh, it's like two ways that generally you do that. You know, you have go through like a, a shocking the way it changes people's mindsets like instantly. Is either to constantly be exposed to an idea and constantly go and strive for it and constantly like you know, unwavering faith and keep going after it. But the other one that mainly most people get into is like when they have a death or like something like that in the family, you know, it yeah. shocks her and makes them realize, Oh shit, I should be doing more yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. rather than that. But otherwise it's like a constant exposure to an idea. And a lot of people don't have that. It's in the constant conveyor belt of life. And it's going around yeah. and around in circles. And one of the things that he talks about, like the six, um, the six higher, Uh, Let me have a quick, I've got it down here actually Because we went through this the other day It's really interesting you brought him up Um, uh, Let me have a quick look The six higher mental faculties uh, That humans go through And um, Most people don't really really Know what they are, understand what they are but it's,
1: Do you mean the um, conscious and conscious competent stuff?
0: No, this is like... Um, well, the six stages of action. No, this is like... So he calls them the six six higher mental faculties. Um, okay. and, it, and it's like, they go through, it's like uncertainty, certainty, var- oh. variety, connection slash love, significance and growth, and also a contribution. Um, he talks cool. about those are the things that people need, and they need some uncertainty. If you're always certain, you know, he said this, I think it was Carl Jung who said like everything was going right. with with humans they had everything they wanted to they'd find a way to burn the bridge down straight away because we like to have uncertainty we like to have that Mm. struggle and through that we have growth you know and also they need some certainty you know they need some certainty in life that well i've got a house here or i've got a certain amount of food that i know i'm going to have you know they need both variety if you keep on having the same thing over and over again people get people just lose lose passion lose their their motivation lose everything because you need that variety in life also Mm. most people need love i mean they settle for connection most mm, people settle yeah. for connection. They want love, but they self for connection because I don't want to strive for it or be hurt against. And then obviously that significance and and, and growth. You know, having that significance um, in their life with someone else's, and then contribution, contributing to the greater good. And then mm. the six still things that people, um, you know, six the six higher human needs, just say. But it's like, um, and and having that is really important, especially like being. You know, and it's very easy to to get stuck in a rut, and that's why lot of people get say they say depressed or anxious, and it's just the way you know he talks. Robin also talks about how many words are in the English language, and those, most people, for like joy and 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 like depression, they only have like twelve words that they use. You know, there's loads, and he says I never mm. use the word depression because it just puts that your, your your mindset in that way of life. There's so many different words that you can use, and most people get caught up in the same thing, and that's why we need variety. Um, mm. So it's really important. I mean, Jim runs another one. So many of these mm. things we talk about, and and I'm you have to expose yourself to these things day in day out. You know, it's one of the things I, I've started to do every day. My morning rituals are huge. You know, journaling, meditation, hot cold showers, um, I'm starting to brush my 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 teeth left handed, right left handed, things that keep on making the brain. You know, having to work and and firing up new new motor neurons. So it's it's really easy to get into the same habits day in day out and when that happens life becomes repetitive becomes boring and then people start getting depressed it's like well are you depressed or are you doing things over and over again not having good food not sunlight no water stuck in the loop loop. Mm. and it makes it you know it makes it easy for people to think it's depression where it's actually this monotonous life that makes Mm. sense
1: yeah i always say that um people need to move from Reactant, reactiveness to proactive. Um, and when you're reacting or reactive, you are simply reacting to life. And that means your life is governed by external stimuli. If, if it's a car crash, you react. If you need to pay a bill, you react. Um, if you need to lose weight, you react. And a lot of that is driven by the need to escape something as opposed to those who are proactive and making things happen uh, through a passion. A desire to want to become more as opposed to reacting to not wanting to be less
0: yeah 100% that I mean that's why like some people have to be uncomfortable it's like sticking carrot right some people have to be uncomfortable um to to move forward with other people that I may mean, stick right or like, I'll show you rather than like a hmm. bit more bit more carrot like what can I get after that's the thing a lot of people achieve certain, certain level of success because they Use that negative energy to drive them forward. Ooh, and then, yeah. and then when they get to a certain level, they they need that again. It's like, well, how do you create? And this is where you need to go after. Have like a vision where you want to be and keep moving towards that every day. And it's like you don't have to break your neck every day for it uh, and, and burn yourself to the ground for it. But just moving forward every day towards it. And this is the thing: and people will let their past results govern their future, even though it's like it's amazing. Like it's old mindset. It's easy to get the negative mindset of, oh, I can't achieve that. Oh, I can never do that. But it's like, well. Of course you can. You just have to put things into place and put things into action, and actually believe it. You know, have unwavering faith. It's like saying that I can never get that because I've never got it in the past. That's like saying, well, a fat person can never become thin because mm. they're always fat. You know, mm. um, or a rich or a poor person can never become rich because they've always been poor. So like, no, you just got to change your paradigms around it. And this is so it's huge. It's like, even when people come to us, Warren. Right? You know, you have to change their paradigms around certain things to understand mm. that you're never going to get what you want doing the same things you've always done.
1: Mm. Insanity, yeah, as they say. Yeah, I yeah. think it's
0: really important. And this is why like but when we talk about navigating the workplace as well, I think we talk one of the things we want to talk about today, mm. um, one of the other things would, would be like navigating it in terms of social constructs around around like um it's agenda to sort of like demasculise men and or like uh make everyone but have this sort of like the the offended Olympics that you can't say certain things to certain people. Mm. Um we're talking about I said to you the other day that seventy or seventy six genders on Facebook. I think it might be seventy one, uh, and it's like being able to. It's like it's, it's a really strange thing. And I think we're going to be. I think this is going to go more this way until it finally backfires. That um, like someone one of the kids every the day got expelled from school for saying there's only two genders. Mm, mm.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, it is seventy six. Um. It's something that I actually wasn't really aware of until you brought it to my attention. couple of weeks ago um but it's something that um this this subject matter where i'm going to go with it is probably going to be a little bit weird for most people um because it's going to tie a lot into um a lot of sort of metaphysical sort of stuff as well um but um before i kind of get into it i actually wanted to um get your views as to why you wanted to <clears throat> talk about it at first and then we can take it from there.
0: Well, I want to come up. It's sort of things people. say I'm a poster of a day and someone's like, oh, I didn't realize this was a political thing. I thought it was a health channel. And I was like, well, na- natural health and, and holistic health encompasses everything. You have to have a broad knowledge of everything. And mm. my, my, my issue with it is that it, it's going to mentally affect people. Like, is in saying that men and women are all the same. um, Like massively negative affects people in the health perspective. First of all, mental, emotionally, women thinking they have to do certain things that men do uh, and taking away their, their, their feminine. And so a lot of women get ill, you know, endometriosis, ovarian cysts, things like that, ovarian mm-hmm. cancer, because they're trying to be everything to everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like not realizing the gender is very different. You know, we've got more masculine, we've got a much more robust hormonal profile than women have. When we say that men, as Paul would say, men are like pickup trucks, women are like Ferraris. You know, we can smash mm-hmm. us to pieces and eventually we break down um but women need to be taken more care of because you know they're meant to have resources for two. and um, my other thing was like I just don't understand. Like this is it's like I said I put a post saying like the uh the, the inmates are taking over the asylum. Like this mm-hmm. this gender it's like it becomes identity politics, which you know I talked to uh had another guest on Calvin um before. Calvin wichita who's a uh a, a psychic medium he's a, a spiritual hero and he, he reckons it's gonna get worse before it gets better and it's just a part of like d- social things of like making uh, it's like rather than taking responsibility for yourself you want to play like who you want to play the uh, the oppressed game like who's the most oppressed or uh, there's a reason why i'm here rather than being like well you know this is who i am this is what i've got and how do i get myself out of it taking this personal responsibility for everything and just yeah. this thing of like it's attack on men we were meant to be like the patriarchy and how we're, but it's like men are starting to become hugely depressed about it. So I don't know where, I did another podcast with Paul Malt, phenomenal on it. He's got a great ball out called um, Fucking Unstoppable, actually. where mm. He dealt with massive depression. He wanted to jump off a cliff at one point and he was like, he had to be pulled down from there and he thought about his children and it was like men not knowing where they are in society anymore because they're almost feeling guilty for being men and having masculine thoughts and, and, mm. and it's just like this whole thing, oh, there's only, oh, gender's fluid, you've got all these different genders. It's like, no, like you can't magically change your gender. You can't magically change your race. You can't magically change your age. Um, and I understand this is a spectrum of masculine and feminine, and more, some people are more masculine, some people are more feminine. You've got m- women that have got masculine traits, and you've got men that have got feminine traits. I understand all that, but your gender remains the same. And it's like, it's getting away from biology, getting away from. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just I think it's it's a recipe for disaster, and it's a recipe for people just losing themselves massively and just being able to, and just putting, and just being able to like, cause Calvin said being a spiritual here, said moving more towards like social socialism. And that's because people don't want to take responsibility for themselves. So they want to blame it on everything else. And it's like, I get that, but mm. it's not a good place to come from in terms of self development or even for the collective. I don't think. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but sorry was, I know. I know so before we get, I know you're going to talk about the Indigo children, and there's also like, yeah, there's also. I mean, you got the Crystal children, color, and Indigo children. You got different like there's different things around that, which would be interesting for your point of view. Um But yeah, sorry, I just wanted to just wanted to um mm-hmm. touch on that from my my point of view. Yeah. So. Um, oh, sorry. One, yeah. Go on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, i was mm-hmm. going to say, go, no, go, go, go say one. One other thing it was like, the other thing is it starts to. Even in America, it's the only place that's got free speech. Ever. In England, we've got people being put been put, been put to jail for, for saying certain things, for offending certain people. A guy who, like, taught his dog to do the Nazi salute got put away. And now on Twitter, for example, people like Megan Murphy, who's a, who's a known feminist, has got banned from Twitter for saying things like, well, transgender people, transgender women, I think that, that means they used to be a man who started winning all these competitions and started competing in these like olympic sports and and smashing records and Mm -hmm. and she's put but men aren't women though and she got banned and other people that have got banned for saying that like they got expelled it's like then it starts to impact speech Mm -hmm. and it's something that john peterson says that i won't play it like i'm not playing this game you're not mandating what i have to say i'll go i'll put me in jail fine i'll go on hunger strike you know it is what it is and i think it's important to understand like offense isn't given offense is taken and Mm. there's certain things around this this is obviously from a health perspective but also my personal opinion I think it's just gonna gonna I think it's just a slippery slope and we're well on the way yeah
1: so um all right unpack that yeah no no it's um what's interesting is um like said this is gonna be a little bit different um the first thing to address is when we look at um actually I was just gonna mention one person, um athletes, when you were talking about athletes, there's a lady, uh I think she's a eight hundred meter runner, um, Casta Semenya. Yeah. South Africa, I think she's South she's South African. South
0: African, yeah, and they've they've said that she's obviously like she's like intersex i think she is um yeah but obviously there's outliers. she still has
1: enough rough yeah. dna that even, makes her a woman but yeah,
0: even with intersex there's, there's generally one one sex that they are more towards and look yes there are yeah, yeah there are there are intersex and they are like they're not the i mean this is the thing we're almost changing everything for the the outliers i understand that and there are outliers mm-hmm. and they're macrodites and stuff and that's fine um and that's not an issue it's not about that them it's mm-hmm. about Majority
1: of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just bringing that up just because of the whole mapping system. But whereas people say she is a man, genetics has proven that she isn't. And whenever people have all these opinions, because we're going to address this 76 um, gender sort of thing. So the first thing we look at is um, you have a lot of men. So let's let's look at that Kardashian guy, Kar- um, uh, Jenna. I forget his,
0: his name. Caitlyn yeah. Jenner.
1: Yeah, who yeah. should
0: be Bruce Jenner?
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah, I
0: just, I just dead named at, someone, by the way. Say it. I, <laughs> I, I just, I just dead named someone.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that term recently as well. Yeah. yeah um, so when we look at someone like him, and we go back into unmet needs and unresolved traumas in people's lives, and we start to understand that the soul itself has no has no um, gender, and that's something that first of all people have to understand. Soul is energy energy isn't male or female it has no gender when you just look at it as just energy so obviously we know that when we are light beings before we come into the physical body we choose our appearance and choose the the gender that we're going to occupy as well as the life that we're typically going to have so if we're um light beings we are soul or spirit beings without a body, we choose our appearance and the body we want. So sometimes we have incarnated as males and sometimes we've incarnated as females. So the point here is that we choose whatever experience or any um, experience that we want to have. Of sometimes with um, the Bruce Jenner guy, um, who's now transgendered into a woman, you have people like him who Picked a life as a male, but was unhappy. There was unmet needs that were never completed, and he went through having five children or whatever it is. He went to the Olympics. He was the most masculine man you could have. You know, he went into physical sports and he competed at, uh, at a elite level to the point where he was an Olympic champion. And he fathered four or five children. He had a very masculine physique. He was very strong. He had a very deep voice and all this sort of stuff. And you got to think, well, at 60 or whatever age, I know it's quite late, at 60-odd, he, dis- he had this revelation that he never actually wanted to be a man. He actually wanted to be a woman and thus wanted to go through the sex change and people obviously had a go at him. But when you see people like that, you have to look at what is the trauma, what are the unmet needs, what other things were being unresolved for that person to be able to be so unconscious about the choice that they wanted to be a female and live a life of a man for such a long period of time. So basically my point here is there are a lot of people that are confused as to what their life's path is supposed to be. And they think the best way to reset that is to change their their gender. And they go through some form of, operation that's one facet and we can discuss that in in more detail in a minute but that's one facet of this whole 76 different genders sort of thing some of it is operational um typically um, gender is what we call binary and that's just male or female um but we if you go back to ancient times to ancient Egypt, um, Samaria, um, you off, you've obviously heard of the term hermaphrodite. Mm. And when you break down the word hermaphrodite, it's her morph in diet. So it basically means her morphing into. It's a her morphing into a he. morphrodite. So morphing, as we know, morph means to change. So it's her morphing into him, which is what hermaphrodite means. And then you have hemorphodite, which is him transforming into her a lot of this is even though the soul has no gender back in the day you had beings that were what we call uh bi or dual gender beings who could vibrate on two different frequencies because males and females actually have a different vibrational frequency as you as you as you kind of touched on um when they have this whole thing about men from mars and women from venus yeah. um, and men and women don't really understand each other that much and a lot of studies have shown that actually in terms of choices actions habits viewpoints in, in life uh, men and women actually only have a four percent difference in their total viewpoint on life but it's that four percent that makes men and women think they are so different like you know a man will say i just just i just don't understand women and women say, I just don't understand men. Well, it's actually, um, based on all the studies they've done, it's actually only 4% difference in the choices and actions and stuff, but we battle over those things. So the point is we are far more similar than we think, and that is proven by this whole understanding of there are, there are beings that are around thousands of years ago that were classed as dual gender beings, hermaphrodites and hemophrodites. And what that shows is that, depending on the ratio of what influences us, we can tip towards the male or female. We know that in the womb, a child is neutral for the first four or five months and then the, um, the genitalia start to change and then the child in the womb becomes male or female. Now, there are reasons for that because when the child is born in the womb, it is, it's making a decision as to whether it wants to be male or female.
0: It's and, making a decision. You mean like the, yeah. the soul is, the spirit is?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's making that decision. So you, should,
0: As t- you say people might be, this is weird, weird but it's, I know Paul talked about this over then in his podcast about how he spoke to his second Mana. child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Zoe. Yeah. No, no, yeah, Manna, Manna, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before he comes. Yeah, sorry, go, go yeah. ahead. Anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So science has shown, again, people thinking, well, wow, this is a bit weird, but um, the Tibetans were shown um, they have... Um, Drawings and um, pictures showing thousands of years ago that they knew that the um, fetus imprinted itself genetically in the womb a year before the child was born. So the soul energetically, now scientists have actually proven it because they've actually taken um, video um, footage of women's wounds that weren't pregnant, but they actually saw an energetic imprint of a fetus. And then the woman got pregnant a year later. And the Tibetan masters were saying this thousands of years ago. So the point is that the soul incarnates in the body before the physical body is even prepared. So at that point, they're making decisions as to what they want, what experience they want to have. So going back to what we are saying, in the womb, they're neutral gender until they get to about anywhere between four and five months. And then the DNA explosions change and then the genitalia start to show up. And that's why, you know, normally they say, we can tell you the gender of the child at a certain point, but right now we don't know the gender of the child. And then they go and they get a certain scan and they say, do you want to know the gender of the child? Because now they figured it out because now the genitalia manifests and that's based on the DNA explosion. But that is driven by the choice of the soul. So the point here is we can become male or female at any point based on vibrational frequency of the soul what you see with hermaphrodites and hemorphrodites are at um a specific point these children can be born as dual gender beings so that is in essence a third um gender so when people say there are um 76 genders well in reality there are three different genders one being the dual gender and then one being male and one being female. Outside of that there are multiple variations that have been created by society to confuse people. That's a slightly different thing. Um, The next thing with regards to gender itself, even though we said there's three particular types, you can actually split the two male-females into four. So you can have a man and then a woman. And you can have a masculine female and a feminine male. But it's not really gender. It's just um, emotion that dictates the characteristic of the male or female. So the, den- the gender hasn't changed. It's just the masculinity, the masculine element of that person dictates whether they act male or female. Just like how we know if somebody's lesbian, and there's two women, one of the women in relationship is the masculine element of the relationship. They're both still women. But because one of them has the masculine element, they're saying that, well, that's actually, the masculine element is uh, one aspect of splitting the female into two. When it's really not, it's just the emotional actions that make them think, well, now you've got two different genders. So I know this is all getting confusing, but uh, the point is, a lot of this whole seventy six gender thing is, is, is relating to how someone emotes, how they express the use of the vehicle they call the physical body. So you have men that are very feminine, such as Prince. Prince was a very beautiful man, um, and men would say it and women would say it, and he was very feminine. But he was still a man but some people nowadays would label that a specific gender and that's where we're getting all this confusion from where characteristic traits and the way someone expresses themselves and the tone of their voice and the body language that they express are determined and labeled. Say, well, that's a man, but he's acting like a woman, so he fits one of these different gender types, and that's just creating so much confusion today. Where now they've gotten to this point where they're saying there's seventy six different genders, and they really aren't. It's really three, but the actions are creating differences.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I hundred percent understand. And this is what you said, like before, like about us being, you know, men and women are, you know, they're more similar than we are. It's different because we're, you know, we're human. But mm. it's like when Jordan Peterson talks about it, he says, you said, who's the most aggressive out of men and women? And you picked the man, 60% mm. of the time, you'd be right. Mm. Uh, six out, of t- And that's not a lot. You know, four times you'd be wrong, six times, like, six percent of t- 60% of the time you'd be right. But if you picked the most aggressive man mm. out of 100, the most aggressive person out of 100, it would be male every time. That's why this, the prisons are full of men. Mm. You know? Um... And it's the same as, like, it's, it's like they, they try to say, oh, it's a societal thing. It's like, well, no, they proved this in Norway and the Scandinavian countries where they t- tried to take away gender roles for jobs. And what happened? All the gender roles actually went back to they were more women nurses, you know, more men were out there being – is the thing. that like, Men do generally more dangerous jobs. And you don't see many women laying bricks, you know, or working on oil rigs yeah. or, you know, or, or fighting fires, you know. This is because it's a masculine energy, generally, doesn't it generally does it. Yeah. And they thought that it would change. And there's mm. no, and this is like left-wing psychologists, there's no, there's no right-wing psychologists out there really yeah. doing this. And they said they couldn't believe it. Like more men went to masculine jobs, more feminine, more women went to feminine jobs. and It's because that's their energy, right? That's like it's the reason mm. why women, me and you, are in, a, are in an industry where generally it's more women dominant um, because yeah. we're taking care of people. Men usually yeah. like things, and women usually like people. It's like if you look at the nursing industry generally mm. it's men, right? Uh, sorry, generally mm. it's women. Um, and so I get what you're saying. And this is the thing, like I can't completely understand. And during that spectrum, there is, as you said, like the, you can have a masculine woman with a, with a feminine man, or you can have a masculine woman with a masculine man. But mm. then you get clashes. And this is why like relationships sometimes end or some, some relationships work and they don't because mm-hmm. you might have a sexual attraction, but long-term, would it, is it viable? And I get mm. what you're saying. And I, I think this whole like 76 gender thing, it's just, but the worst thing is, like, oh, I identify as this, and it's like, well, yeah, it's
1: just another label that causes confusion.
0: Well, it's, and it's also the fact that if you misgender someone, it can seem as an aggressive term. You can be put in jail, you know, in 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 certain countries. You know, there's the thing where you can't misgender someone, or they get you, t- mm-hmm. you get deplatformed off of Twitter or or Facebook. And it gets to the point where, if me and you can't start speaking the truth, it starts at this. When does it start saying, well, you know, <laughs> I start saying. Um, medicine's not going to be able to heal your gut issue. Oh, that's offensive. Um, take de me. This is the problem. It's a slippery slope, you know, and, it, and this is what happens. It gets down to where you start mandating speech and, and things, yeah. and that's the problem. Um, yeah. I, I, I get oh. what you're saying from a spiritual perspective. I 100% understand that. Um, yeah, there's more to it as well. But, but, yeah, yeah but so. from a social perspective, you know, just in everyday conversations. It's like mm. if I went to, oh, he, or Warren, yeah, well, he did this. Oh, you, you just called me he. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, because... 'Cause you look like a man. Yeah, mm. so I'm going to call you he. You know, if someone says oh, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna call someone what they wanna be called, but it's like just accidentally saying the wrong pronoun. It's it's a bad, yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 ridiculous because then they the you know what give it if you looked at me you'd say oh him, you know. Uh, yeah. I'd hope anyway. Um <laughs> so it's just like it just becomes a point where this sort of like social construct becomes mm. ridiculous over the biological. And it's yeah. like yeah. So again. No, I was gonna say, and that's just like where it just sort of like makes me roll my eyes and just think, What's going on here? Like we need to have a little bit of common sense about things.
1: Yeah, and ultimately what it's also doing from a connection point of view is it's disconnecting us from the whole. Because nowadays, as 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 you're saying as well, we know that it's there's only as they say there's only one race on the planet, the human race. But now With all of this separation, it's creating more divides because now there are more things for people to argue about, such as what you said. I'm not a male. I am gender. I mean, I'm going to look at this list now. I am trans female. No, I'm trans male. No, I'm trans person. Don't call me that. I'm trans feminine. I'm transgender. I'm transgender man. I'm transgender woman. I'm trans masculine. I'm just reading this list that they've got here. And transsexual man So now it's just given humans more things to argue about, and what does that create? Divide. Was divide create control?
0: Yeah, that was the thing I was going to get into, and it's like yeah. this is an agenda, right, which has been pushed out there. This is what Jason Christoph talks about a lot with the demasculation gender, because when you get rid of all the actual alpha males or when they haven't got a voice, it's easy to take over society, and it's control. It's easy to control sure. people, um, yeah. and like all those things you said there. It's like you you also said about um, something that you realized where you went back to conversation 10 years ago about the indigo children.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to finish on something
0: before we get to that. Go for it. Um, we're talking about women and,
1: and the roles and men in the roles. This, I remember I was listening to something back in the nineties. I was at, this is probably like the last time I ever went to, to carnival and, um, there was a DJ and he was like saying, so it's all this, um, uh new age woman thing he goes what does that mean you you can't cook you can't clean (laughs) it was quite Mm. funny at the time Mm. and people took offense to it but it's like women do have specific roles and men do have specific roles and if a man says that to a woman he's being sexist but like you said at the start women have um their bodies are built for two is that sexist no it's fact Mm. women have more um um, well, actually, it's, it's actually fact that men have more taste buds than women, but that's crazy. Um,
0: also, their central nervous systems. Like we, most of us couldn't take the pain of
1: yeah. childbirth. Yeah, there's studies have proven that no man can take the pain a woman can when it comes to childbirth a man would die is that sexist Yeah, I just sexist for a man to say um your your body's built to have a child mine's isn't so i'm built for war and yours and you're not is that sexist it's not sexist we have different roles and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that and now we're just finding ways to find adversity and again create separation and control
0: yeah it's just like when you have when you pull out a chair for a lady or you stand up to let her sit down it's not it's not because you're being patronizing it's because you're understanding they're like the, they're the crown jewels they're the fairest sex that need to be looked after that's why we went mm-hmm. out and hunted and they didn't they so what paul says you know when when we went to war the crops went up 40 percent in yield because they're much mm-hmm. more nurturing than us you know and yeah. like and mm-hmm. they're much better at that they should and it's just because we can the only reason they used to be farmers and even the chemical machinery in, that they couldn't handle then we started becoming farmers mm-hmm. men. and it's like it's just amazing. It amazes me that people don't use this brain. It's like, oh, you can't. It's like social conscious. It's like, when are you just... I just, It just baffles me that people can even have a different opinion on that. And it's like, they don't actually like to look at... They like to. It happens a lot on TV. They say women and men are patriarchy. And it's like, it's like John Peterson destroys that all the time. He talks about the amount of jobs that men do that are dangerous. Or like, um, mm. the reason why... It's like, men haven't oppressed women. Men and women have both been oppressed. And they've worked better as a team. Mm. And And it's not like... And it's like there's a reason why men have these higher-paying jobs. It's, it's not because men women can't do it. It's because men are crazy. There's a certain amount of men that will work any amount of hours possible to get those jobs. When women at a certain age, they go, well, actually, I want a family. There's nothing mm. wrong with that. You know, it's, yeah. it's, and it's like, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy. You can see, and, then, and they go, well, does that mean women couldn't do, do those jobs? It's like, No, of course they could. But the majority of women aren't like that. You know, we're talking about in terms of massive statistics. Yes, there are outliers, and of course, there are women that can do it, and there's great women uh, that can do lots of stuff. And but it's like the strongest man will always be stronger than the strongest woman because of the yeah. way we're set up, and, and it's just the way. It's,
1: just, yeah, and that's just the same with um what I was going to lead to before we got into the indigo stuff, which was this whole thing about um Russian woman syndrome. And sometimes I say that people say, "What well, do you mean Russian?" As in as in the country? And I no Russian is in. Rushing around,
0: rushing, yeah, it's
1: Russian <laughs> woman syndrome, and um, this is something that has been put out recently. Well, over the last ten years, by typically by women in the health industry that have studied this phenomenon, and it, it basically talks about how most women nowadays that are trying to compete with men in the way men compete are in this Russian woman syndrome mode, where they are a woman becoming a man. They have this saying where you don't need a man, you are a man, mm. and they, and this is something that Paul Chick often says as well, there's a lot of women today who they have neglected um, having children because they want to match men in the workplace um, and they've offset, whereas a man can just work 50, 60, 70 years and not take a year off to raise a child if, if he has a wife. But if a woman wants to have a child, she typically would take that time of one because having a child is so challenging and traumatic to the body that they need time off it's mm-hmm. not a woman being weak so like we have already said men would die from the same act that they do um but they need the time to recover because they're basically holding a, a human in their body for nine months and then they, they need recover for to, that after as well right yeah they've got to recover after that so a lot of women that want to match the man's role rather than being a strong woman, they go into this Russian woman syndrome and their child becomes their workplace instead of actually having a child. And they give up their femininity to live in a masculine dominated um, workplace. So for all the women that are listening right now, we are not saying women belong at home. None of us have said that. What we're saying is this whole feminist movement isn't about making women become men. It's about making women be the strongest women in their role and have men being the strongest men in their role. It would be it would would it be bad for for men to say, well I want to be able to have children as well as women. I want to be able to bear a child. Yeah. Women would be like, don't be silly, that's a woman's role. Oh, okay, so it's okay for that to be a woman's role. Yeah. It's genetically impossible for a man. Okay, you're great. But what if a man, if we all started pushing, no, it's not fair. Men should have a year of work as well as women. That would be seen as no, you're stepping in the realm of, of what of what is right for a woman, and if a man says it, is seen as sexist. When oh, it's really, uh. No,
0: I've had uh, people, women say that to me. Oh, men should be able to do that, but why should I have to stay at home? It's like you shouldn't have to, but it's like it's in your That's nature. Your it's your That's nature your too, yeah, it's your nature too. And and it's also like men um, bringing up a child. And they look, love to me and go, oh, things change. And then they're like, oh, you're so stuck in like old ways. Like, I don't think you understand about energy, yin and, yang, yin and yang. Like, you don't get rid of millions of years of genetics and the way we are because we've got an iPhone. I say it's a million times we've got Wi Fi, it's 2019. Come and join us. It's like, well, no, you, you, there's a reason why women can give birth and are much more nurturing and should be taking care of the child. Certain times the men should be doing certain things. you have got different energy. It's like, that's why. A,
1: that's a, called
0: teamwork yeah teamwork and like, but if a man brings up a child on his own there's going to be a lot of different energy around that child in yeah. a lot of different ways and you know they need both you know women also like protecting the child with a man to be rough and tumble and there's lots of different things around it and you said before this is the other thing they say oh men ha- a, man, um, a man has a baby it's like no a woman has baby she mm. decided that she wants to be a man now it's like a transgender mm. man um, gives birth it's like a woman gives birth who, yeah. who now says that she's a man? It's like men can't yeah. give birth. Like that's yeah. and and it, that's why women have such a great connection with their children. Right, most of yeah. them—they're the best teachers, the first teachers. Right, like, that bond is like right? he's always say, "Daddy's little girl." Yeah, but or like, uh, but it's it's pretty. It's pretty. It's like mum, mum, mummy's boy. But yeah. let's be honest, women and or men and well, say girls and boys have a bond with their mums that, that is a, it's very different to what they have with their dads. It's like, yeah, it's unspoken energy. It's the
1: yin and yang. It's the difference. It's the balance between the two. Um, Paul was explaining that um, a woman should bond with her son um, and a man should bond with his daughter to balance the energies. You know, they talk about a mummy's uh, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if, if you do connect more with the mother, then a man typically has a healthy respect for women. But if he's raised by or focuses more on staying with his father, not always but in a lot of cases men tend to have less respect for women, and those are the type of people may go into the army or do very masculine things and shun women as being well. Women are physically weak, so they're not as important as men. Mate. Whereas if you were raised in the way where you stuck with your mother, you would have such respect for women.
0: It's just like. But this, men. I was gonna say, this is what really winds me up when people say like when, when we say these things, people say you're sexist. It's like I don't even understand. My mum is one of the strongest women I've ever known. She's 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 got things that like shit me and her have got such a great connection I, I, I couldn't respect anyone more and she's so loving as well but she's got things so right and I have bonded with her like I love me and my dad have got a great connection one of the best people I know I mean he's the best man I know but like in terms of Mom, and it's like when people say, oh, you're sexist, you're not you're being mean to women. It's like, are you joking me? I got this from my mum, who I, I respect women so much. And when I say this, I'm saying it because I respect them, and I want them to be healthy and happy and not try and be something they don't need to be. It's like I always got taught to put out a chair for a lady or to open the car door for them or, you know, to carry their groceries or whatever it is, you know. That's what we got taught.
1: Yeah, so with um, it's like when when men um if they have a if they have a a daughter they become so protective more so they often say it's different if when i have a girl child than when i had a boy child i'm far more protective of the girl child simply because i know how men are and they don't want to have that those men that are not raised by their their feminine energies disrespect feminine um, women so they're very protective of that so that's why it's so important for men to spend a lot of time around women, to have a real positive, powerful, um, respectful connection to women. And also in the same respect, it's also important for a woman or a a girl to um, connect to her father so that she has enough um, masculine traits as well. So she's strong enough to defend herself, strong enough to speak up, and comfortable enough to um, put men in their place because they are constantly around men. Like an example, when I teach boxer science courses um, where you're just teaching boxing fitness to personal trainers who would then teach it in classes, oftentimes a lot of the women pair up with women because they don't want to hold pads for a man because they're scared of the power difference. And I often say to them, well, you're you're wanting to be a personal trainer. So let's say you go to the gym and a man wants to be your client, are you gonna expect him to hit softly when he works with you, when he's paying you to have a workout? No, he's only interested in his workout, so your goal is to make him work hard. You do that by learning to punch really hard. If you're not used to working with a man, you don't know what it feels like, so you need to have that exposure. So in both respects, there's a, there's a role to play for men to be softened and respectful and for women to be hardened and leaders and teachers and um, having that masculine energy. That's why it's about this balance between the two. But as we said, getting back to the semi to six gender thing is now who knows what role you're supposed to play when you're so confused about what label you've given yourself if you're a transgender something. Where do you offset your masculine and feminine energies to know what type you should be? It's confusing, and this leads into what we were talking about with the Indigo children, or the Crystal children, or the children of Aquarius—lots um, of different titles. Well, aren't
0: they what different? We know uh, are is, they um, different? Are they different? Crystal children have been said to say that they, that Indigo children have a lower vibration than Crystal children, for example.
1: Yeah, but what I mean is the children are here to save the world, right? And um, so I was just I was just going to say that um, what we know is um, when we study um, ancient um, stories um, by our ancestors that there's always a planetary shift and everyone on the planet whether they think this is people listen to this think it's woo woo or not every single person on the planet knows that the planet. Overall has been getting worse and that things need to change everyone at some inherent level knows that things need to change Whether they express it or not is up to them, but they all know and we know that there is Everybody feels that there is a shift coming there are more and more people doing like things like what we're doing what Tony Robbins is doing and um, Deepak Chopra and Paul check and all these sort of people there are people that are raising themselves to be thought leaders and teachers and guides trying to um, help elevate um, the consciousness of the planet so that we get back to remember what we used to know. Because that's all, that's all it is. That's why it's all about the past. We're trying to reclaim our prior information and all the truth is in the past, which we forget, like when you said people nowadays think we're advanced because we have iPhones. Well, as a saying, 10 years of ignorance can override 100 years of truth. And we're forgetting what we used to know because we're living in the present and not focusing on the past, which which is our teachers and guides, our ancestors.
0: Ten years of ignorance can override. Overrides a hundred years, years of, truth. of truth.
1: Yeah. And um so what we when we look at um the past and um we know that our ancestors taught that thousands and thousands of years ago we were in this state of pure health, happiness, bliss Spirituality, and then we went into these the dark ages and all that sort of stuff, and we started to become more animalistic and barbaric, and all of these wars and lust for money and bloodlust and all that sort of stuff, and worship of money, consumerism, and all that sort of stuff. But we know that the planet is shifting back to global consciousness, and that's where all these all these new children are coming in. The children that are being born now in, in what we call the age of Aquarius. Are the children that are going to help save humanity, and we know that every the planet goes through uh, planetary shifts every six thousand years. There is a change, and that's why we are in the age of Aquarius. So basically, in simple terms, um, so we've got the um the zodiac signs. There's twelve signs as we know. The twelve signs take twenty five thousand nine hundred and twenty years. So basically, let me just make this make it really simple. So the, the solar system rotates around the central vortex. So we have the solar system, we have all the planets that rotate around the sun. But the solar system actually rotates. And as it rotates, it actually moves through the twelve signs of the zodiac. So hence why we all are born under different signs. So um it, it but for for the whole universe to go through the twelve seats of the zodiac, it actually takes twenty five thousand nine hundred and twenty years and we are now as science has proven we are now right at the start of that 25,000 year cycle again from the year 2000 we got into the new equinox which is why they say it's the age of aquarius it's the first of those 12 star signs again so that means we have come full circle and that's why we're now talking about these crystal children or indigo children we're now back at the start where we are reclaiming our lost knowledge and the easiest way for the governments in the world that control this to stop it is to confuse us with all these labels. So the indigo children that are being raised are different to normal children. The crystal children are all different to normal children. They see things differently because they see things from more of a metaphysical sense. They're seen as being weird. Sometimes when we see people that are on the street and that they're talking to themselves, or uh, people think they're crazy, but they're not crazy. They just can't fit in with a sick society. And the best way to stop the change happening for the governments that just want to focus on money is to create labels that confuse everyone. So part of this whole 76 genes or genders thing is to create even more confusion so that those guided children don't actually know or remember that the reason why they're different is because they are the chosen ones. It would be so much easier to identify them based on their characteristics if we only had two or three genders. But because now we have seventy six, it's become confusing. So it's harder for us to identify them and then properly guide them so they can fulfill their roles as the change makers on the planet. That's basically what it
0: is. So, what do we, what do we, what do we do? Because there's a lot more and more people getting this way inclined and speaking this language, and it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. It's really, really. It's really splitting, dividing the nations. Um, I mean, America's already gone. It's coming more over here now. But it's. Um, what? Where, what, do you, what do you? What? can we do to offset this, or where, where do you see this going? Well, as
1: as you, I think you said earlier, it has to get worse before it gets better. Um, as Paul Cech said, said, I think we might have mentioned this before. We need people like Donald Trump in power to be a glaring image of why the world is worse we need to have these sort of bold obvious f- mistakes that we've made mm, to have f- a mirror to us to show us how bad our decision making has been
0: mm, I, I don't yeah but with Donald Trump you know I, I think he's a reaction to this starting this mm. is the thing like is in and when you look at what he's done for America, yeah, he's he's a he's a bit of a wally. But you know, the, the unemployment levels have, have um, <clears throat> completely changed, and then more more black people ever in, are in jobs. More people got housing. He's done lots of good things. The economy's booming over there compared to what it was before. He gets a lot of stick, and yeah, whatever. But I think his reaction to this whole offended sort of narrative, and it's like I, I maybe who else can they get? I and mean, this is why you're probably winning I don't know. It's a I know what you mean. I, mean. I get. I know what you mean. I get what you're saying. Like you, you have to, you have to shine a light on what's going. Like you have to go through the time. That's why you had to see Hitler to realise what was going wrong. Right? Yeah, right, exactly, like that. Yes, But yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Donald Trump's no. I mean, can't even like not even near fail, like. No, as mm. in, you're joking me, aren't you? Like him saying, "Build a wall" is mm. you know, Mexico. Uh, and stuff yeah, yeah, but it's like illegal immigrants. He's not talking about actual immigration it's like people say oh he said build a wall it's going to cost 20 billion pounds it's like yeah but illegal immigrants cost america 160 billion pounds a year Absolutely. so dollars a year so you're 140 billion up and he's not talking about all immigrants he's talking about something and this is the thing that some like people like obama actually put these policies in place before he even went into office and they were going but people don't understand that so but when people talk about certain individuals it's sort of that's a political game and left and the right are all part of the same thing. Really. Yeah.
1: But I mean, what I mean is um, irrespective of the viewpoint of whether people think he's good or bad, the fact that people don't like him but yeah, yeah. yet voted him in is a mirror to us.
0: That's every politician so, ever though, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he he got so much hate but yeah. yet was voted and he got such a reaction. I'm sure you're aware of when, um, when he became the president they said that what, well, 90% of America just tried to apply to go to Canada. Yeah. I'm like, why are you applying to go to Canada? Weren't you one of the people that actually voted him in? Oh, so yeah. that's what it showed, it cast a light on your stupidity that you actually voted in someone you didn't want. How stupid are you then? It doesn't matter if what he does after that is good. What matters is you didn't like the idea that he, vote, he got voted in, but you had one the people that voted him in. Yeah. That's just showing you how unconscious your behaviors are. It's like people that are surprised at their fat when they eat rubbish all the time. Like that's a mirror to you as well. How unconscious can you be to make choices that you don't like but still make them? So, in that sense, Donald Trump's a mirror because he's the example of what people said they didn't want but yet voted him in.
0: Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, it's like that's the same as you said in, in all walks of life. Like, it's like your results of what you're doing get mirrored back to you, like maybe not straight mm. away, but they do get mirrored back maybe further down the line, and people need to understand that. And it's uh it's a really interesting thing. It's like po- politics is a hard one as well because most like at, at a deeper level, I honestly believe I like, it's Mark Twain who said, "If voting made the difference, I don't think they'd let you do it." Um, it's all like part of the same thing. Um, but then like it's it's hard to have any discussion about anything about talking about politics because you know like even with five G that's coming up, like there's loads no. of politicians on it, and it's like you live in London, mate.
1: Like, well, I, I live in Kent, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but but you're nearer the centre than I am, and they're rolling that stuff out, and it's. uh, I mean, have you got the new Aries Tech stuff? They've got the five G stuff. They've got a five G one, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I saw um, someone posted a video on YouTube about with a tree somewhere in in the UK. It wasn't London. I don't know.
0: Gateshead, I think that was.
1: Yeah, and so you've obviously seen it, and half the trees leaves were dead. And the other half of the tree wasn't, and the leaves that were dead, and well, the leaves on the side closest to the five G pillar—it's crazy.
0: I mean, yeah, the
1: thing to the world? I mean, yeah. I
0: had a guy. I said one of the people on my mate's post talked about, it, and I was like, saying that's actual nonsense, conspiracy theory. I was like, well, oh, I've interviewed Dr. Deborah Davis about this, the world's leading authority. Have a listen to this. He's like, oh, she's a conspiracy theorist. Well, is out there to sell books. I was like, hmm, she's a conspiracy. That's theorist. Just the story us. I know she's a conspiracy theorist of one person. When you've got these these companies that are five times more powerful than big pharma they've got trillions of pounds or it looks up in this stuff and you think she's the conspiracy theorist it's like mm. it just it's just like where are people it's like people learn the hard way and i just don't know what we can do about it so trying to i mean it need to get some sort of big protest it's like i say don't worry about all these things that are like protesting trump how about you get out of there and protest this this is the stuff that's going to cook your infant alive from the inside mm. out
1: uh, yeah, did you, was it you that posted that thing on EarPods on Instagram?
0: Uh, it wasn't I me, mean, I've seen it though, yeah, but that's right. that's true, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, just I mean, because, I thought that before I saw it, it's, it's awful.
0: Well, just say, like people out there that haven't seen it, I mean, it's like, mm. uh, it talks about how, I mean, Apple as well, these big companies, they go into, it's like Dr. Chris Cresson said the other day, it's like, people think that the iPhone's their product, no, we're their product, mm. now, that's right. they study yeah. us, they study how culture developed, and mm-hmm. how they can make you think you need this stuff, and the airport as well goes straight into your ears, and the even the frequency straight into the brain. So it's like it's why one of the people put this. My mate was doing a video the other day. and It's like why would you, this guy can't even afford uh, wireless earphones? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, he doesn't want brain cancer. You oh. absolute moron. Um, mm. And it, you, know, you know what I mean? It's what this is where mm. we live in. It's such a such a superficial world in certain lot of ways, and it's a it's a problem. I mean. Uh, at a deeper level do you think we're um, do you think I had a discussion with my friend the other day and he said no no it's not like that and I said at some part of me it feels like without being too doomsday you just go out there and you do the best you can you enjoy your life and you have fun but do you think that the best is over
1: no um, it's like what I was saying just now we are at the start of it all again and um, that's why that whole saying kind of encapsulates what your friend just said about well the guy can't be very smart he hasn't got um wireless um headphones it goes back to that thing of 10 years of ignorance over the rise 100 years of truth the ignorance is that it's dangerous that you know and that we should be using wireless stuff it's just so crazy but ken wilber i'm sure i'm sure you know who ken wilber is yeah um and the flow is listening make sure you look him up i mean he's one of um paul sees him as one of his mentors so we all know how amazing Paul Jack is acknowledge that if he has him as a mentor, you know, this guy is deep. Yeah, so Trent, Ken Wilber.
0: Yeah. He's like a trans uh, personal psychologist, isn't he? He's like, uh, yeah. he's got his own theories, about it. I mean, he's interviewed Jordan Peterson as well, I think, but yeah, go oh, on, go, yeah, go yeah. on, go on.
1: So he basically said in order for there to be a planetary shift of consciousness, at least 7%, we need to get to a 7% rate. Of, of, of awareness on people on the planet. Once we will hit seven percent, we'll have a global transformation. Everyone will wake up just from seven percent. And you might think, "What? Well, only seven percent?" But I was saying to someone the other day, so well, rip, think rip, about
0: rip, it. "Ripple effect." Why right? it's that like me and you doing this?
1: Yeah, yeah. And we think about it. Um, we know that ninety-five percent of the world's wealth is owned by five percent of the population. So that's only five percent, and only five percent run the world. So if only 5% run on the world, why is it inconceivable to think that only 7% can change the world? It's conceivable. Mm-hmm. And he said right now we're at about 4.5%. So it's getting closer and more and more people are waking up. So I don't know how long it will take for us to get to that 7% if it's 15 years or 20 years. It might start accelerating quicker because more and more things are happening at such a explosive rate in terms of obvious bad things that people may be having to... Um, go through that dark night of the soul sooner than we would think and wake up faster like we know nowadays more and more people are starting to realize that the governments are creating crops that are not real that um that there is no there is no cure for cancer in in the medical field and uh, in order for you to heal heal all of these illnesses you have to take responsibility for yourself and people are seeing that stuff far more and more we know that people are choosing to go private when it comes to health rather than going through um some national body far more nowadays than we used to so we know these things are changing more and more books are being written more and more people are getting on podcasts and wellness we know it's changing it's growing um it's just how fast it happens and how long it takes us apart we don't know yet
0: no 100 percent it's uh I mean, it's I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, man. It's just we just got to keep doing our thing and just protect ourselves as much as possible. And um, so you can do, you know, go out there, live your life, be happy because you know, say the stress of worrying about these things is worse than what goes on. But you have to be mm. aware of these things and then educate yourself so you can, so you can <laughs> make
1: informed decisions.
0: Yeah, make informed decisions, like getting things like areas tech or getting the whole house full filtration system, so you can just another thing, so you can just like. Reduce your toxic exposure as much as possible, and even these these vibrations, even on a different level, it's really really important because there is lots going on um, that we have to be wary about. Um, uh, but it just means like living the four doctors even even more, right? Mm.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. So again, it's um as as we always talk about, there's a difference between having to and choosing to, and now we have. Choices in our hands about what we choose. As Paul says, if you don't buy it, they can't sell it.
0: 100%, so
1: yeah. Awful, man. It's so true. Phil. If we just stop buying these things, who can they sell it to?
0: Well, sometimes people don't fit in have options. For example, the farmers they're buying Roundup because they didn't fit they'd have an option, but now mm. they know there's other options. center are being completely wiped out. They've got I think they've got 11,000 uh, cases already um, pending on them in the cap for cancer. They'll be wiped out 100%. Um, and I saw something the other day you know, we talked about radionics. Um, mm. Root, have you seen the company Root Wave? No, no, so radionics. So you know, Paul was talking about in the 1960s, I think it was. They started to use the frequencies to get rid of like weeds and other things rather than putting chemicals on the plants Mm -hmm. Uh, and it got taken away because the government said oh you can be used as a weapon whereas um they're actually coming out now called rootwave they're doing the same thing in the uk which is wicked Uh, they're starting to use frequencies to be able to get rid of weeds etc rather than Mm. destroying our soils um so it's a a big thing um but mate it's been a great discussion um anything else you want to add
1: no just um well i suppose just for all of the people that are listening, test everything. Listen to your internal consciousness, your awareness about what's right and what's wrong, and start making decisions based on informed decisions and doing enough study and research. The information is out there, and um, we just need more of you listeners to become aware enough to make choices. So we're not telling you what to do. We're just asking you to start researching and not believing in the corporations because ultimately their goal is to make money, not to help you. And as the CEO, and I know you know this, because um, you might have even been when I posted this a couple of years ago, that the CEO of um, GlaxoSmithKline said, we're not, in, we're not interested in health, we're interested in profit. When you see stuff like that posted publicly, People still buy from them. That's when we have to start choosing the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. It's uh yeah. Just got to be aware. The more you're aware, the more you understand, and it becomes. I think it was like Michael Desarian. Do you know Michael Desarian? Mm, sounds familiar. He's wicked. He's like a truther. He's got he's brilliant. He said, like the thing isn't sometimes it's to switch off from all this stuff. It's to be aware and look at it and realize and laugh at it when it comes up, and you understand what they're trying to do, how they try to manipulate you. Because so once mm. you're aware you know it's like the matrix stuff once you're aware you can mm. see what's going on and it's huge well my man thank you for that mm. discussion i think we went touching a lot of good topics and we went deep and uh people <laughs> out there as well it's it's interesting because um you know i say people as paul says don't believe us go out there and do research for yourself mm. especially mm. ken Wilber go out there and listen to his stuff he's wicked um mm. but i'll definitely be getting you back on my man have a great day and thanks for coming on
1: no worries man. thanks
0: So guys and girls, that was Warren Williams and uh, good chat there. First of all about corporate wellness, really, really interesting going into all things uh, about that because I think it's a world, I mean, something, the productivity of people will go so, or it would just increase by such an extraordinary amount if they took things like their health into consideration, even things like afternoon naps and just having time to think and maybe doing some meditation, eating good stuff, you know. Coffee is going to do nothing. Coffee is what we call, you know, red Indian is called empty fire. It gives you the, the illusion of energy, but it actually robs you of your life force. Things like that. You don't need these things. You need things that are going to give you actual energy. Um, Green drinks. You know, good quality food. Having time to actually eat your food um, and sit down. And then it's amazing what happens when you give people time. They might wonder what look, you can come up with good, great, creative people with best this. Ever ever. Ever found that your best thinking, or best thoughts, come in the shower when your mind is completely in a relaxed state and you're not thinking about anything else, when <laughs> you're not thinking about the my things you've got to do. It's amazing some of the thoughts you can have. And then just your productivity, your pro- productivity, your productivity, if I can speak, is you know goes through the roof when you're actually rested instead of it can be exhausted. So yeah, it's really interesting. Then going into the gender topic, you know, go back through that again if you want pick pick out. The piece and pick out the bones, but I think this whole topic is going—it's um, getting ridiculous. And the point of it, someone said to me the other day, "I thought this is a health channel, not a political channel." And the thing is, it's got a lot to do with everything because if you start mandating what people can say on one topic, then it's that we slowly it, it comes to other topics, and then people like myself, who obviously go against the mainstream anyway, all of a sudden our our, our speech will be. Um, our speech will be governed and that will never happen as Jordan Peterson said, you know, <laughs> do that to me I'll, uh, I'll, I won't i will do it, fine me, I won't pay it and then put me in prison I'll go on hunger strike, I'm not being mandated what I can and can't say especially when what you can say can really help the lives of millions of people that are suffering with health issues etc, you know, and um, they've already started to try and do it on Google, you know, a lot of people have come on Facebook because they don't like the algorithms and, what, and what's happened there, so so CrossFit's come off. Natural News has come off. I think code has been taken off. This is dangerous times, so be careful, people. You know, if you don't like something, it doesn't mean that you should want to censor that because sooner or later, something you like will be censored, and then you'll be in trouble. Um, otherwise, guys, if you are going through a uh, health issue and you haven't had any luck overcoming it, and you want some help and you'd like to a program to see you through that, then. You can either send me an email at Ryan Ryan, I should say Ryan at reviveyourself.co, or you can head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and click on the contact me section, fill out the form, and I'll be in touch with you as soon as possible so we can book a free call to see if and how we can help you. If and how we can help you, I should say. Otherwise, that's it for this week, guys. Have a great, uh, yeah, have a great week. Keep uh, enjoying the summer.